Grandmothers Need a Podcast, and this is it. Hi, I'm Nami, And I'm Belle. And, and welcome, welcome to Oh Well with Nami and Belle. Hey, we're back. It's so good to see you, Nami. I'm glad to have you here this morning. So I uh, just want to see what's going on with your week. Well, it's been a great week. It's been a really good week because I'm so excited. Oh. I received something in the mail today to help me with my housework. Oh, really? <laughs> That's what I always want is something to help with <laughs> housework. All right, what did you As receive? As a matter of fact, I ordered it like two weeks ago. Uh-huh. So I didn't clean my bathrooms for two weeks because I'm just waiting for this to come to see <laughs> is if it, it works. Is it a new toilet brush? It's kind of. It's a scrubber. Oh. And it has a long handle. It's electric. Oh, wow. And it has, you can make it long or short. Yeah. And I was so excited to get it and, <laughs> and charge it. And, and that was my week. Yay. So you got a new bathroom scrubber. You know what? I've always said that if men were in charge of cleaning the bathrooms, they would take a pressure washer, a pressure washer. Okay. They would take a pressure washer and clean the tile in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't do like us with a toothbrush. I know. Yeah. I just, the thought of bending over like that on the tub and then the shower and that grout. And you know how I feel about shower at the bottom of the shower? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I scrubbed. And it looks so much better with this using this power. Yay. My girls may all get one for Christmas. There you go. That's a great idea. I, you'll have to share share it with me so I can get one. I'm always well, looking for bathroom You cleaners. really would like this because I think, um, anyway, I should say the name of it, but I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> so maybe they would sponsor us someday. Okay, well, listen, here's... Uh, it, we're both must have been in the cleaning mood because we've been cleaning out the garage. Been very, it's been very difficult to clean our garage. My husband said, "Is this what fourteen years of neglect looks like?" <laughs> I understand that statement, <laughs> but some good things have come out of it. I have found some memories. I found a lot of memories. One thing I found was a box of VHS tapes. <laughs> I was tempted to throw them all away because we don't even have a VHS player anymore. But I called my son. He said, no, if they have anything about baseball, I want to keep those. And my daughter said she put her son in charge of converting them to DVDs. So That's we'll see. Idea. Oh, you'll find so many funny things on there. And So uh, that's one of the things I found. But here's one of the funniest things I found is a tape, a cassette tape of my son and daughter when they were really small. <laughs> so I'm going to play some of it. I have no idea how it's going to sound over the uh, speaker, but I'm going to try it. This is a cassette tape when they are about seven and eight years old. And I'm just going to play the part where my son is talking, but it's pretty funny. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The light will shine like the day, for the darkness is as light to you. Oh, <laughs> 
I guess I gave him a cassette player to practice his Bible memory, and apparently that's from Psalm 139. But then immediately after that short Bible recitation, he sings a country song. It's so funny. Anyway, I... I'm glad you have those. Y'all get a kick one night. You need to sit down and just listen to some. Yeah, I've, I've listened to most of the tape, and he even has my daughter playing the piano. <laughs> when she's first learning to play, he's, she's part of the radio show. So, and he interviews sports people on it. I've just ordered a cassette converter. So I'm going to convert it to MP3 and, and give it to him. I think they'll enjoy it. I think he's ahead of his time. He's already doing podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He had a podcast when podcast wasn't even a thing. Right. Anyway, it's sort of funny. But that's kind of uh, what's been going on with our week. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been a good week. My garage is still messy. But I've cleaned out spaces, so this weekend I try to I'll try to get them organized, and I'll let you know how that goes. That's exciting! Hey, it really is exciting. I don't say that. <laughs> I say that very seriously. Yeah, it really is exciting to get your garage cleaned uh-huh. down. I was thinking about we've kind of been really nilly in our podcast. We're just starting this, mm-hmm. so we talked about grandmothers and their names, grandfathers and their names, and then last week we talked about. Fall vacation, so had nothing to do with grandparenting. But I um, understand you got a suggestion about what we could talk about this week. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Remember? Advice to, our, advice to other grandparents. There you go. Advice to other grandparents. So I thought we might begin then, that way. If we gave advice, we, we come from a, a worldview that has a Christian perspective. So before we got started giving advice, I thought it would be sweet of you and me to tell uh, our testimony. Share your testimony with us, Nami. Okay, well, first I want to start out by saying it's taken a long time for me to be comfortable with the word testimony. Oh, wow. And I think that comes from my background of knowing about God and, you know, active, being active in a church. Right. And so having a testimony was not familiar to me right. until later in life. When my husband and I were married, we moved straight from Atlanta to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And he had rented a condo down there. And we moved in. And we got to know our neighbors next door. They were a young couple mm-hmm. that were part of a church where he was in the uh, ministry. And they had a little boy and a little girl at that time. They added twins to the mix while oh. we were there. Oh, wow. But we became friends, and she just opened up to me and wanted a relationship. And so it started out as a friendship. And now her husband had a little bit more of a difficult time with me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So when they, the first time I went to church, they invited me to church. And I remember the look on his face when I walked out and I had on my blue jeans. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, but I could see she just looked at, you know how you can, you know. Tell yeah. Oh, yeah. Words. And, you know, she just gave him a look and yeah. didn't say a word. So, but anyway, that developed into a close friendship, too. And one day, we just were talking, and she just sat down and talked to me and led me 
to a personal, did I understand what it was to have a personal relationship with Jesus? And I thought I did, but I didn't. Yeah. So it was really, that was an exciting time for me because that's when I really got into scriptures. Right. And understanding and trying to walk that walk. From there on, the Lord led us, and there was a path that was very clear for us to see. And, you know, he has a tendency to, uh, when he takes you on that path, you, you can connect other people to the people that he's already put in your life. Right. And so that was really interesting to us because we use that as a, as a gauge Kind of. Yeah. You know, okay, is this the right thing? And well, surely, you know, yeah, God wouldn't take us this direction or that direction. But anyway, so that was really, it's pretty basic, but, you know, I don't, it's not an exciting testimony. Oh, I think it's exciting. It's a relationship. relationship. But it's all about relationships. Right. It's loving other people, loving other people into Uh the kingdom. Uh So I agree with you. My testimony is a little different because I, accepted Jesus when I was a little girl. I think I was about 12. I don't remember the day, but I remember the experience. And I was at Chestnut Grove Baptist Church. Pastor Fred Musser was uh, given a message, and at the end of the message, he had an altar call. And he had explained clearly what it meant to know Jesus personally, and that's what I wanted. But, you know, after uh, becoming a believer... I did worse things than before I was a believer. You know, I was 12, and um, so I didn't always live like a Christian. I grew up, uh, met my husband, got married, and we had a little boy, and uh, we had been invited to a church that uh, my husband's cousin preached at. So we went to that church, and I remember a woman standing up and thanking the congregation for praying for her baby. Her baby had been really sick, and she thanked everyone for praying, and God had healed her baby. And I remember being very convicted because I thought, you know, I I have neglected developing a relationship with Jesus. I certainly don't have Christian friends. I don't belong to a church, really. And um, I thought, I want to have that kind of relationship too, because now I have this person that I'm responsible for and I want him to know Jesus. So that changed my, the way I thought from that day on. And little did I know that my husband was listening to the same testimony and the same message. And he too felt convicted and he accepted Jesus that day and was later baptized. So it was a really monumental occasion to have that one person. I don't even know who she was, but I was reminded of the scripture in Revelations that said they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And and maybe I'm taking that out of context, but I will tell you that her testimony was powerful and it changed us and the whole trajectory of our lives changed that day. So that was sort of the beginning And uh, then the Lord moved us to Brandon, Florida, where we learned a lot in a small church there. And from there, we moved to Grafton, Ohio, Um, and we really changed there. We found a little church not far from our home, and, and I'll tell you, it's kind of funny how we decided to go there. We had thought, you know, the best church to go to would be one that meets on a Wednesday night, so... 
Baptist. <laughs> True Baptist. So we got in the car one Wednesday night, and we drove around, and not too far from our house was a little church called Midview Baptist Church, and uh, the parking lot was full. There were people. I mean, it was a full parking lot for a small church, and we said, that's where we're going to try. We're going to try that church. So the next Sunday, we got up, and we went to church, and our children went to children's church. I don't really remember that much about the sermon or the message. The people were friendly, even though we were different with our southern drawl, and we kind of stood out like a sore thumb. But when we went to pick our children up from Children's Church, uh, Jan Whitty was in charge of the children's department, I think, and she met us and she said, oh, I want you to know your children are beautiful and they are so smart. Thank you so much for letting them come and join us in Children's Church. Well, that sealed it. On the way to the car, I said, let's go to church here because that woman recognizes real talent. (laughs) So anyway, we went there. It changed our life. The people in that church lived their faith, not only at church, but outside of church. I remember one time I met um, a friend, Brenda Gerber, in the grocery store. And we, I mean, we barely knew her. We had just met her and I recognized her, and she spoke to me, and I said, well, you know, how are you? And she said, oh, let me tell you what the Lord has done for me. And I was like, oh, wow, they, I mean, they are serious about this. They really love Jesus, and it made us hunger to know more about about God. So, and I know you went to different churches after you left New Orleans. Mm-hmm. We did. We would we pray about it and ask the Lord to please direct us because we didn't. We know we wanted to be in a Bible-believing church, but we didn't really know where to go. He, we, he did send us through some different churches. However, they were different states. You know, we went from New Orleans to Mobile to, and then to Atlanta. Right. So. The churches that we were involved in mm-hmm. uh, changed the way we lived our lives. That's true. And so, and isn't it interesting that through all that, I have to just say this, we ended up being at the same church uh-huh. down the road at a non-denominational, and that was a lot of fun. Uh-huh. It was a. It really kind of sealed our relationship yeah. and bonded us. Yeah. So yeah, well, that's kind of where we come from mm-hmm. when we want to offer grandparenting advice. We have a Christian perspective. We see things in the light of what our advice would have to do with the kingdom. We're interested in helping our grandchildren develop a relationship with Jesus, and that's why we say and do the things we say and do, and that's what's important to us, and that's what we want to pass on. So anyway, we were talking about speaking to others uh, who are new grandparents and speaking to them from a Christian perspective, and one of the things I know that you mentioned is uh, to be careful about interfering. <laughs> that is hard to do. That is hard. And it's a process of learning that. Right. It's, it's your nature. It's our nature as grandmothers to want to protect our grandchildren or, you know, just blurt out sure, our opinion. Sure, sure. And we think we know better. Well, we really kind of do, but <laughs> we can't let them know that. Well, we just have experience. That's right. And we have to respect. We have to respect our children's 
wishes and the way that they want to raise their children. Right. We really are trying to support them in what they are trying to accomplish. Right. Instead of being, I mean, we're no longer the parents. That's right. We're the grandparents, mm -hmm. and I'm with you. We're supposed to support them in what they're trying to do. And we, may, we might not always agree, but it's their responsibility, not ours, right. to parent their children. Exactly, because our responsibility is to keep open arms for our grandchildren. That's right. That's right. Which brings us to the second thing I think about is just love unconditionally. Absolutely. Yeah. Where do children get love unconditionally? They get it from their parents, of course, but the world doesn't love us unconditionally. That's true. And it's really hard for the children to understand that concept because they grow up thinking, oh, their friends are great, but really they don't understand yet that the friends that they have now are not the friends that they're going to have in their life. Right. But your family is there. Always. Always. We try to, <laughs> we try to say just love, love the kids, love the parents. Uh, one thing that I've learned to do is not to offer advice unless I'm asked. So that was that's a hard thing to do. but um, And they will ask sometimes. They, they will sometimes. And I do see where grandfathers get away with that a lot better than grandmothers do. Oh, you think? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so we, we try not to offer advice unless we're asked. Of course, sometimes we accidentally offer advice when we really should keep our mouth shut. So right. They can see it on our faces. Yeah, you know, they so. can. <laughs> uh, we have an opportunity as grandparents to speak into the lives of our grandchildren. Now, I have the advantage of having 12 grandchildren right next door. So, And my daughter and son-in-law are really good about allowing us to participate in the things they do. We're always invited you know, to birthday parties and celebrations and vacations. We go on vacation together. We also um, have the opportunity to read to them and to, to do schoolwork with them. We do a lot of fun things together, but um, and that makes a difference because I think just building those relationships and making those memories. And then our grandchildren who live in South Carolina, we Skype and actually, you know what? We didn't Skype this week. We FaceTimed and Google Duo. Have you ever heard of Google, I Duo? Heard of Google Duo? I didn't know it either, but my granddaughter said, let's just do Google Duo. I said, is that okay. like a Zoom? Or is that it is. It's FaceTime. like FaceTime only through Google, I guess. And that's, that technology allows us to get to see them. That's good. Y'all are in a, at an advantage because you are involved in their day-to-day -day lives. Yeah. You guys get to come along beside them and help raise them. Yeah, that's true. It's advantage because we butt in sometimes when we shouldn't. That's all right. They, they let you know, I'm sure. Yeah, you have to be careful mm -hmm. not to undermine what the parents are trying to do. I am learning to say, let me talk to your mom about that, or let me talk to your dad about that mm -hmm. when they ask me something, or even if they want to give me something. I try to be careful not to to do anything that would take away from their authority because I'm the grandparent, you know. Something else that I do is I don't want to be, well, for example, I have grandchildren that I help with their math. I do that. And I give assignments, but, you know, if they don't do them, I don't fuss about it because that's not my role. I don't want to develop that kind of, oh, no, I don't want to see her because she's going to be upset that I didn't get my homework done. 
So I put that off on the parents. I say, you know, I'm going to give assignments, but it's up to you to see that the assignments are accomplished because I'm not going to scold my grandchildren for not getting their work done. And uh, because I want to build that kind of relationship. Another thing that I do is uh, I pray for my grandchildren. So I have a list of all their names and I write down prayer request by their name and I have it posted on the mirror in my bathroom so that when I get up in the morning, that's the first, one of the first things I see. And then when I go to bed at night, that's one of the last things that I see and I pray for them. Uh, they all have different needs, just like we all do. I would encourage uh, grandparents who are believers, especially, to pray for your grandchildren. Uh, the power of prayer is important and we can make a big difference just by asking God to intervene in their life. That is so true. And one thing that always meant so much to me was when your mom mm -hmm. told me that every night she prays for each one of us, and that's a large family. Uh -huh. I mean, you're talking over almost 100 people yeah. <laughs> that she prays for, and she doesn't didn't shut her eyes until she had prayed for everyone. And I can remember telling my kids do you realize what a rich inheritance you have there? Right. Because to have somebody praying for you every night. Every single night. I can't say that I do it every night. I wish no, I did. I, I really try to make it a habit, and I think I should spend more time in prayer just for them. They, right. they have a lot a good, more difficult idea. world to navigate than we did. I know I, one thing that I did do when uh, one of my grandchildren, when she was smaller, and I wish I could do it for all of them, uh, but I, I can't when you're long distance. Right. But, but I've always loved the names of Jesus, mm -hmm. all the names of God. I've always, that's just always been real special to me. And ever since she was a baby, I would rock her, and I had a tune in my head, which I'm a terrible singer, but I couldn't help it. I mean, I didn't <laughs> know okay. how else to do it. You know, but I'd rock her and I'd sing. And I would just, it would just, however it flowed out, I would just sing the names of Jesus over Right, her. right. And I just loved it. I loved doing that and sitting there with her. And, of course, she did get to the age where she said, Stop, Nammy. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I, speaking the name of Jesus over people is important. So I think that's a good thing to do, too. Well, I don't know that we have a whole lot more to offer, except I will say this. When given the opportunity, do whatever you can to make the uh, work of your children lighter. It's more important to make their parents' lives lighter and easier so that they can parent better, and you'll be a better grandparent for that. So I often say, yeah, I, I rarely say no to babysitting. If I have an opportunity to babysit, and I usually say I'd be happy to, and I'm, I sincerely mean it. I love having them here. I rarely say no if they need some. I'd rather help them than help anyone, and we try to help them, not create codependency or anything. Yeah, I don't want to go in that direction, but if we can see that there's areas of need and we can help without interfering that's what we try to do. Yeah, be available. You know, sometimes we pick up groceries. Sometimes we uh, pick up children. You know, sometimes we take them, you know, where they need to go. Do things like that yeah. while we can. Just help the parents because the better parents they are, then the better the grandchildren will be. And then more opportunity we'll have to, 
you know, have an impact, I think, in their lives. And we try to be fun. We do fun things. Oh, y'all are fun. You are fun. And, and that's true. You just want to be a part of their lives. And I do better when my, my children tell me what to do. Oh, me too. And yeah, I, 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 I don't even buy a gift that. without asking. I yes, usually yes. say, is there anything that I need to get for Christmas that, mm-hmm. you know, you know the kids need or that I can buy them for their birthday or whatever? Because they know better, mm-hmm. you know, what would be good for them. And that makes it easier on me too. I don't have to come up with something. Although I will tell you, that one year, I I couldn't get, I don't know what was going on, but I didn't get anybody's attention. I couldn't figure out what to get anybody. So I just went out on my own and bought Christmas for the grandchildren. It was kind of funny. I bought some funny stuff. Did you? Yes, I did. I bought one of the most memorable things I bought was I bought a pair of, uh, several pair of socks for, for one of the girls that had kitty cats on the socks and I, because she loves cats and it was sort of the stocking stuff or the filler you know where I try to spend the same amount of money on everybody and I had spent a couple of dollars less on her so I was trying to add the ex- extra two dollars or whatever and I bought these socks well when she opened them up the cat in the socks is making a bad sign <laughs> <laughs> so she said Look so what funny. Belle gave me. I was like, oh, I was so embarrassed. But anyway, I did those my are best. The, those yeah, tend the, to be the things that they really remember. Yeah, they remember that one. I also bought a, a game for our, one of our grandsons where it shocks you. Like you, I, I thought, this would be fun. And it turned out that the parents loved it as much as the <laughs> son did. You hold the handle and then... I don't know exactly how it works, but if you're the last one to push your button down, you get shocked. So anyway, that was hilarious. That was fun. They haven't let me do that anymore. They always send me a list now. <laughs> they learned a lesson. Yeah, I taught them a lesson that year. Having grandparents is important, especially in the faith. And I looked this verse up because I remembered that a particular grandmother who made an impression on somebody, and it was in Second uh, Timothy 1.5, Paul said to Timothy, I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. So see what an impact his grandmother Lois had on him that he became such a mighty man of God. He's got his own books in the Bible, you know, about him. So it's important that we share our faith, the um, available Don't give advice unless we're asked. And uh, that's the things that I would share with a new grandparent. And have fun, goodness, especially with the babies. And if you can't do that, you know what I say. Oh, well. We'll we'll talk to you next week. All right, Bill. Have a good weekend. You too.